Hey, what's up, everybody? For your fix of fitness, health, life, and laughs, you know where it's at. That's right, it's at the podcast with your host, yours truly, Adam Pullman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast where your health, fitness, and nutrition questions are answered. So if it's your first time, here is the deal. Here's how this thing works. Uh, every single Sunday, I collect questions on uh, my Instagram story about health, fitness, and nutrition that come from listeners just like you. Uh, and I take them off my story and I answer them here on the show. Pretty plain and simple. Uh, so these questions that we're talking about today uh, – that's where they come from. So if you want to go ahead and submit a question to be answered on the show, you can do so. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. And then just keep an eye out on Sunday for that question box uh, that says, ask me a question. In today's episode, we're talking about uh, two different things, actually. We had so many questions this last uh, Sunday uh, that we're now starting, well, at least at least this week, we're starting to, we're able to be in a place where we can do multiple Topics and questions per episode, which is what I've been wanting to do for a long time. Just haven't had the questions for it yet. Um, so it was one of those uh, heavier weeks. So we're going to talk about two different things, maybe three different things in each episode this week, depending on uh, the amount of questions we exactly have. I'll have to look through all of them again. Uh, but in this episode today, we're going to be talking about um, hit training and why you may not be seeing results when you've been doing HIT training, what to do about that. And we're also going to talk about the Apple Watch and why it may be off or incorrect. So make sure you tune in for more on that. Uh, if you enjoy this episode, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. It's super easy on Spotify. You can just go to that little button on the top right that has those three dots and then hit share. And then you can share it to whatever platform you would like. Apple Podcasts, it's not as not as seamless. Uh, Apple, get it together. However, you can leave a uh, rating and review. If you feel it's fit, please leave a five-star rating and review, letting, letting everybody else know uh, what you think about uh, the show. And if you want more free resources, free guides, articles, you can get those at PullmanFitness.com slash free. That's P-O-E-H-L-M-A-N-N Fitness.com slash free. All right, first question is from Tiffany. Oh boy, I'm gonna butcher this. DeGorio, DeGiorgio, DeGiorgio, DeGiorgio. Oh, I'm gonna guess DeGiorgio. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Tiffany, the question is I've been doing HIT for months and still not seeing change in my midsection. Any advice? So, <clears throat> sorry, my throat is not clear today for some reason. Uh, so, okay, HIT training, for those of you that are not aware, is just high intensity uh, interval training. Okay, H-I-I-T, high intensity interval training. And what it looks like, it's a, um, it's a very demanding, uh, it's a hard workout. And essentially what you're doing is you're taking your heart rate to a very high level and then taking it back down to a moderate level and you're alternating by doing intervals. Okay, that's why it's called high intensity interval training. Now a very stand, you know, what's beautiful about HIT is you can manipulate it however you want as long as you're taking that heart rate up and then bringing it back down. <clears throat> but um, a very standard version would be you're running and you're going to sprint for 30 seconds uh, and then you're going to do a fast walk for a minute and repeat f until you get to about 15 minutes or so. Um, it's different than low, st uh, low intensity steady state cardio or LIS uh, just because it's so demanding on the body. So you don't want to do it for too long. You know, you'll see a lot of influencers and people on social media saying, 30-minute HIIT workout, that's freaking ridiculous. Um, in my opinion, as a trainer, as a professional, 
I don't feel like your HIIT workout should be any more than 20 minutes if you're doing it right because it is so stressful and demanding on uh, the body. Anyway, so uh, in Tiffany's question here, she's saying that I've been doing it for months and I'm still not seeing change in my midsection. Any advice? So there are two different things that come into play here, Tiffany, why you may not being, uh, why you may not be seeing results. So when it comes to exercise, what we need to keep in mind is that our, our bodies adapt and change to the environments and the circumstances that we put them in. That's what they were designed to do. Uh, if you look at an athlete, for example, if he or she constantly exposes themselves to throwing a ball, their body is going to adapt and get better at throwing a ball. Their rotator cuff muscles are going to get stronger. It's going to find a way to get better. Um, if you look at a long distance runner, uh, like a marathon runner, they're usually going to be very light, uh, very skinny. They will be very lean, but they'll also have, they'll, they'll be bean poles. They don't have much muscle mass uh, because it's, it's too difficult to carry all that around. Uh, and quite, and frankly, unnecessary when you're jogging, running for that long. So bodies adapt to get better. Look at a sprinter. You need those fast twitch muscle fibers to be that, ex that strong and that powerful and that explosive. So sprinters are usually more muscular than long distance runners. Th those are just <clears throat> examples of how the body adapts, but it does the same thing for us everyday people on a smaller scale as well. If we start doing resistance training and we're pushing weights, we're trying to get stronger and we're lifting heavier weight, our body is going to respond and get stronger because it doesn't want to struggle. It's going to say, okay, this is, this is, I'm being exposed to this stimulus multiple times per week. Um, I, I'm sick and tired of it being difficult. I'm going to add more muscle or I'm going to increase the signal from my central nervous system to my muscles to get stronger, whatever it might be. It's going to adapt to get better. Uh, <clears throat> same thing when it comes to cardio. If you're chronically doing cardio for so long, in order for your body to be better at that cardio, it needs to be more energy efficient. Think like a Prius versus a semi-truck. It's going to start to work its way down to a Prius so it can go further without expending so many calories. Because if you're going forever and it's burning through calories like crazy, that's not going to be good for your survival and your overall health, right? Your body likes to be at a homeostasis, but when it's pushed to the extreme, it'll go there, okay? So you just have to remember that it, ad it adapts um, and it adapts pretty quickly. The average, uh, the, 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 the range of time that I like to tell people to change things up in uh, is about three to six weeks. That's the amount of time that it will take um, for your body to begin to adapt to a certain signal that you're sending it, which is why when I train with my clients <clears throat> or when I give them programs, what I'm doing is I'm having them change either their exercises, their, their reps, their rest period. Usually it's their reps and their rest period, uh, every four weeks or so, because at four weeks, their body, you know, at two weeks, three weeks, their body is really starting to get the hang of it. And they're seeing improvements at four weeks. The improvements aren't, aren't growing as much as they were. So we're starting to get to the top of that hill where we're about to start plateauing. And so that's when I want to change it right there so we can keep progressing. <clears throat> so that's what you have to keep in mind here too, Tiffany, is that you've been doing this for months, freaking months. You've been doing it for so long and the longer that you do it, the less effective it's going to become. So I don't know your whole story, but I'm willing to bet that you saw change on other parts of your body. Um, and so you kept doing it and you kept doing it and you kept doing it. And now your midsection hasn't changed and you're like, what the hell's going on? This is bullshit. Um, I'm guessing that's where you might be. I don't know for sure, but that's where <clears throat> a lot of, excuse me, a lot of people usually are. Um, so my advice would be just to change things up. 
I would start to wean off the cardio and I would start to introduce the resistance training because like I've talked about several times, resistance training is going to promote uh, a faster metabolism, which is going to make fat loss easier because um, you don't have to restrict calories. Your body is going to be burning a ton of calories throughout the day and therefore it will be easier to go into a calorie deficit uh, and or for your body to lose body fat. Now, the second thing that comes into play is that um, we all have parts of our body, <clears throat> geez Louise, we all have parts of our body where uh, we hold on to body fat uh, for a longer period of time. For some, that's our arms, it's our thighs, it's our butt, it's it's our chest, it's our midsection, our lower belly. It's It, it completely changes from person to person. Usually with men, it's the, the spare tire in the midsection. That's usually the last place to go. With women, it's usually the thighs and the arms, They're usually the last place to go, uh, but sometimes the belly as well. Um, so it's not uncommon, you're not alone, but there's one thing that you need to understand. You're gonna see fat, you saw, probably saw fat loss in your face, um, maybe other parts of your body, maybe your legs, maybe your arms, things like that, and then you're stuck. With that last part of your body that's extremely stubborn, it takes a tremendous amount of consistency and diligence to make that go away. I think social media has underestimated, or I should say underplayed the work that it takes um, because it the hard work doesn't sell. It just, it's not sexy. So that's why you see freaking stupid videos of, I don't, don't even get me started on the fitness influencer thing, but you see stupid videos of people like, oh, do these crunches and oblique crunches to get rid of your love handles. Uh, oh, eat this food to get rid of your love handles, which is a bunch of bullshit and is not real. And so people are led to believe that they can just do these simple things to get rid of those stubborn areas. They're stubborn areas for a reason. Your body wants to hold on to it and it's going to fight you. And so you have to be extremely consistent. When you get to this place, this is where it's going to take extra work beyond just adding in cardio. You're going to probably want to start tracking your food intake to see where things might be off. You're going to want to start tracking your workouts to see if your volume and your strength is progressing week over week. This is where you try to get a bird's eye view of everything going on so you can find the offender, okay? It would be like, it would be like I don't know, the stupid IRS coming to audit you for your taxes or something. Um, and they're going to look through every single detail to find the the fender, the, the thing that was wrong or the things that are wrong, you have to do the same thing. You have to do an investigative search into what you have going on in your um, activity, your nutrition, your, things like that to figure out what the problem is and how to find a solution. Uh, and you also need to be very patient. It's, it's it, it, try to get rid of the notion of the influencers telling you that it's easy. You can just do this exercise to get rid of it. That's not how this crap works. There is a reason that people on competitive fitness stages like bodybuilding, physique, bikini, things like that. There's a reason they're the 1% of the 1%. <clears throat> now they are drastic. Sure, they have like under 10% body fat, but they were willing to go to the absolute extreme, sacrifice their lives to get to that level. Now it won't be the same for you, but it's all relative, okay? So th the more you wanna lose fat in those stubborn areas, the more dialed in you're gonna have to be, okay? Now I don't know your whole story, but that's what I recommend. Um, start adding in some resistance training and take a look at everything else going on so you can try to find a solution to the problem that will hopefully event and eventually uh, present itself. All right. That's what I recommend. Next question is from NurseFishy777. And the question is, how far off do you think Apple Watch is with calories burned? Okay. So here's the thing. There are two different ways I want to <clears throat> approach this. One, um, 
I want to approach it assuming that it's got a fairly accurate idea if you're just punching in average numbers for the average individual. However, it can't be perfect. So I would guess, if I were to take a wild guess, it's going to be anywhere from 10 to 20% off. Now, I'm sure that they have advanced technology that tries to make it as accurate as possible. But here's the second thing I want to address. <clears throat> what these trackers don't account for are physiological changes that happen in the body. So let me let me kind of elaborate here. First of all, um, like I talked about in the in the last question, we have changes that come when we expose our body to something for a certain amount of time, right? Uh, and we also have genetic variances. So these watches will take in average data like your age, your height, your weight, your gender, uh, activity levels, things like that. Um, that's what I'm guessing that they take in because <clears throat> I've seen several of these and how they work. Um, and it goes off of that data. Okay. It's going to track your heart rate. It's going to do so, some of these, some of these calculations and algorithms, depending on your heart rate, your age, what your normal activity level is like, things like that, which is extremely advanced and, and quite frankly, pretty fascinating. But what it doesn't account for, like I mentioned, are the changes that happen over time. So let me give you an example. Uh, this is a very, very common thing that I see with with women especially that are obsessed with um, their, the, the MyZone heart rate monitors and they're obsessed with tracking the calories that they burn in a workout because it is motivating. You're like, oh shit, I burned 600 calories in this workout. That's fantastic. And then what they do is they eat 600 calories worth of food because they feel like they earned that, okay? But here's where the problem is. At first, when they first started working out, they burned probably tons of freaking calories because their bodies were not used to it. Their bodies were not efficient at doing that activity. And this is, I'm speaking, I'm answering this question, speaking through a lens of like high intensity classes, a lot of women that are doing tons and tons of cardio. Okay. At first they were probably, their bodies were not ready for this. So they're extremely inefficient, which is good. Okay. It means a lot of calories burned, fat loss probably happened pretty rapidly. But like I mentioned, over time, your body is going to start to get better. And it's going to start to become more efficient. Now, at in January, you're going to be the same age, same height, relatively maybe the same weight. Uh, you probably haven't changed your sex. I don't know what you're doing. Uh, and then once it comes to June, July, August, something like that, then you've been doing those workouts for a while and your metabolism is extremely adapted to those workouts and it's burning I don't know. This is just a guess, a step in the dark number. Half the amount of calories that it used to. I don't know what it is, but it's it's a lot less, okay? But your watch isn't going to know that. Your watch doesn't know those metabolic, internal, physiological changes. The technology just isn't there. The metabolism is like one of the most confusing things to us as humans aside from the mind, okay? we It's really hard to understand. But what we do know is that it adapts and changes over time to improve, okay? But the watches just aren't going to track that. So you might've started out, doing that same workout and your watch said you burned 600 calories, which at that point might've been pretty accurate, but now your body has gotten a lot better. And let's say it only burns 350, 400 calories during that workout, but it still says 600 on the watch. Maybe it says 700. And then you're like, well, damn, I'm going to go have two beers after this because it all equals out. Well, not really. And that's why you see that. I mean, I, it, people, it's, it's, I don't want to say a hundred percent, but in my experience, training people one-on-one, -on -one, training people in classes, 
it is it, it was almost a 99% chance that if a person was obsessed with tracking their calories burned, they also struggled to keep weight off. And that was the offender. It was that stupid freaking monitor, okay? <clears throat> so, and you, you also have to keep in mind too that these companies aren't gonna come out and be like, oh, let's make sure it accounts for this. That way, when they do a really hard workout, it tells them that they really only burn 50 calories. They're not gonna freaking do that. That's not motivating. That's not encouraging to you. They're gonna make sure, it's just like cardio equipment. They're gonna make sure that those calories are on the higher end because then it makes you feel like you did well. Which, by the way, you should never be judging your workouts based on how much sweat you have, how sore you are, how much you hurt, or how many calories you burned. Those are all ridiculous, okay? But long story short, I have no, I can't guess uh, on exactly how inaccurate they are, but I know that over time, the more your body adapts to things, the more inaccurate they become. Does that mean they're completely useless? Absolutely not. They're a tool, like they're another tool in your tool belt that can help you get a better idea of what may be going on if you use it properly, okay? But I would not rely on them to allow you to eat calories or additional calories that you feel like you balanced out because you supposedly burned them in your workout, okay? That's why you never factor in calories burned when you're trying to figure out your macros and your nutrients and things like that for the day, okay? Anyway, uh, I appreciate these questions. Thanks for sending them in. Guys, if you're listening uh, and you wanna ask a question, go ahead and find me on Instagram. My handle is Adam underscore Pullman Fit. You can find me there. Go to my story on Sundays. You'll see a question box that says, ask me a question. That's your green light to ask as many health, fitness, and nutrition questions as you would like. The more the merrier, okay? And if you don't want to wait till Sunday, just shoot me a DM and say, hey, can you talk about this on the show? Um, at, at, at this point, that's cool too, okay? If you want more free resources, uh, download any of our free guides, articles, things like that at pullmanfitness.com slash free. Uh, and then, <clears throat> um, what else was I going to say? Oh my goodness. Oh, if you, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, spread the love, share it with your friends and family. Let them know that there's this dude on a podcast that will answer your health and fitness questions and send them here. Oh my goodness, I cannot believe it is over already. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Hey, listen in. If you have a health and fitness goal that you are trying to reach, I don't know what else to say other than to say it must be a match made in heaven. If you didn't know already, Pullman Fitness exists to transform the body, mind, and spirit through personal coaching and sustainable fitness plans for any stage of life. So if you want to reach your goals, build sustainability, and enjoy life all at the same time, you guys got to check out Premier Coaching at Pullman Fitness. From custom tailored programming to 24-7 access to your personal coach, you'll have everything that you need to succeed. You guys can find out a lot more about Premier Coaching as well as our membership program at PullmanFitness.com. Hey, if you enjoyed the show, share the love by leaving a five-star review and introducing the podcast to your friends and family. As always, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, this is The podcast.